Welcome back to an episode of Viola Backstage. Today we have Megan Callender on the podcast. Professor Callender teaches in the Department of Communication Sciences and Disorders. She's an elementary school speech language pathologist by day and an adjunct Viola professor by night. Professor Callender is also a Biola alumni, so go Eagles! Without further ado, welcome to Biola Backstage, Professor Callender. It is a pleasure to have you on the podcast. I am so excited to be here. All right, so I've compiled a couple of questions to ask you so students can get to know you more. So can I. <laughs> and so the first one is like, I know that you were a Biola alumni. So yes. what led you to then teaching at Biola? Yes, what led me to teaching at Biola? Um, actually, being a student at Biola led me to teaching at Biola. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I just feel like when you look back, you see God's sovereign his strategic hand Mm. um, on your life at the time. You just have no idea what's going on. Um, But I remember when I was in high school, I had no idea where I wanted to go to college and I thought I would just apply to UCI. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I was talking with my mom and she's like, we should probably have more than one school. (laughs) So it was actually my mom who was on a walk with a neighbor and the neighbor brought up Biola and Mm -hmm. thought it could be a good fit for me. So my mom and I drove um, to Biola and we went on a little tour, walked on campus and I was like, wow, this is a a very special place um, mm. and I loved it so much that that day we sat down with a academic advisor to see if I could um, afford it and I heard the price and I was like uh-oh <laughs> I, can't, I can't afford this place dream crushed um, but God wanted me here and I found out I could get some you know academic scholarships but mm-hmm. that still wasn't enough um, and it was funny I my senior year I was a soccer player always did club and um, club in high school soccer. And then I decided last minute to switch over to cross country mm-hmm. on my senior year. So I just started the sport and I, and I loved it. I loved running instantly, but I was kind of late to the game. And uh, without me even pursuing it, the Biola coach started to recruit me Wow! Um, and then gave me an offer. And then that's how I was able to afford the school. And I was like, wow, God wants me here. Uh, here's the open door. Um, so I walked through it and then, yeah, so that's how I got to Biola. And then at Biola, um, you know, open doors again and ended up starting in the major of speech pathology mm-hmm. um it wasn't for any like super holy reason like I was like I was praying so hard my, <laughs> my mom told me too she's like I think you should start in this major it sounds like it would be a good fit I'm like okay mom yeah um, I'll do it so I started off in speech pathology and then by my senior year I was asked to be a TA for one of the professors her name's mm-hmm. Dr. Dontima um, and I was a TA for two classes for phonetics and speech sound disorders. And I loved it. I loved being a TA and I loved working for her. And she joked with me. She said, um, you need to come back one day and take my job. And I was like, oh, haha, ha, so funny. Um, and then after I finished graduate school, she actually called me and she's like, hey, I want you to take my job. Um, wow. So she's like, here's my phonetics class. Here's the speech sound disorders class. Um, these are the two classes you TA'd for. Mm-hmm. And I want you to teach them. And oh, so I said, yes. So how long have you been teaching here at Biola then? This is my third year. Okay. Yeah. Wow. My third year teaching here. Oh my goodness. Yes. And then you're also, a, uh, let's see, an elementary school speech language pathologist by day. So what is that? Yes. So speech language pathology. Um, I work at an elementary school, so preschool to sixth grade. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I help kiddos who can't say their R's, their S's, their Z's. Um, maybe if they have trouble with a specific area of language, like the prepositions or making complete sentences or mm-hmm. their social language have trouble interacting with their peers. 
Um, so that's what I do, and it's super cute. Oh and my it's adorable. goodness! I yeah. bet so with all the little guys. It's yeah. so sweet. I, I love them. <laughs> okay, so what made you passionate about speech pathology? Because I know, like, your mom was like, "Oh, you should just try this major yeah. out," you know? Yeah. But was there something like that made you stick with it and then want to become a teacher in it as well? Yes. So the question is, uh, what made me passionate mm-hmm. about speech pathology? Um, yes, it's actually a funny question because I feel like I wasn't passionate about speech pathology. Um, and I really wrestled with that. Mm-hmm. Um, being a student at Biola, I'm like, oh man, I don't know if I'm passionate about this. Is this, is this the right major? Am I, in, am I in the right place? Um, so yeah, I, I remember really wrestling and struggling with that. But, um, what I was passionate about was doing God's will. And I was like, God, I, I love you. I want to be in your will. I want to be on the best path for my life. Whatever you're saying yes to, I want to say yes to. Whatever you're saying no to, I want to say no to. Whatever you're closing mm-hmm. the door uh, to, I don't want to walk through. Whatever you're opening the door to, that's what I'm going to walk through. Mm-hmm. Um, so for a while, the feelings didn't really match up. But the open doors were in the area of speech pathology. And every time I, I considered leaving or trying something else, another door would open and another door would open and another door would open. Um, but it's funny, like my senior year, I'm the president of our major, like Mm -hmm. president of Nishla and I'm still doubting my calling. I'm like, am I in the right place? I'm like, this is so ironic. Um, and I have students too, that are in clinic, which they do their senior year. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, they're coming in clinics hard. There's some really cool experiences from it, but it's also hard. So I always encourage them. I'm like, Hey, when I was a senior there, like after clinic, I was crying. You're not crying. So you're in a better place than I am. Oh my goodness. But God was so faithful and like kept me um, in this major. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that again, his sovereign and strategic hand was on my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is where he was opening the doors and I was walking through them. And then for a speech, you have to go to grad school. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was praying. I'm like, God, if I'm not supposed to, you know, go to grad school, just close the doors. And then again, he, he keeps opening them. Um, wow. And then I finished grad school. He opens the door immediately to a really sweet elementary school job mm-hmm. um, that's like 10 minutes from here. And then a few weeks later, he opens the door to be a professor in this department. Wow. So what clearly it's where he, he wanted me. Yeah, yeah, that's so cool. That's such like uh, an example to even students here at Biola because like we're all just trying to figure out life right now. You know, we're trying to figure out like, is this where God has me? Like people are asking me what I want to do for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. Like I'm only like 20 or 19 or however old and how am I supposed to know what I want to do for the future? Right. And I think there's such, something so cool about your story where you were just the whole time, like, checking yourself. Like, okay, Lord, like, I'm just surrendering to you. Like, I trust that you're going to take me where you want me. And even mm-hmm. though I might have a doubt where I am right now, like, I'm going to continue to keep walking faithfully forward until right. you call me somewhere else or you open another door. And literally, like, it's so cool to see how door after door the Lord opened. And mm-hmm. I feel like that's the same for like any servant, you know, of the Lord that's faithful. Like he's right. just going to open those doors because he, uh, he directs the steps of the godly, you know, as Psalm yes. says. So. Yes. I love that. And eventually the feelings did line up later. Mm-hmm. So I am passionate about it, but it wasn't how it initially started. Yeah. So I hope that encourages someone and the verses I was clinging to like an undergrad and looking back that I would encourage someone to cling to if they're doubting, you know, what they're doing or yeah. am I passionate about this is number one, like be passionate about God mm-hmm. and his will. If you want his will, God, I want your will. I want to be on, on your path. He's not going to let you miss it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think of that verse from Proverbs three, five through six, like trust in the Lord with all your heart, 
Mm-hmm. Lean not on your own understanding. Don't lean on your own feelings. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. And that's what he did for me. Or like trust in the Lord, commit your way to him um, and he will bring it to pass. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, God, this is out of my hands. This is in your hands. And I'm trusting you to open the doors and, and close the wrong ones and keep me in your will. Cause mm-hmm. that's what I want. Yeah. That's such, those are such like great verses to have in your back pocket. To mm-hmm. Yeah. To store away. Out, yeah. To pull out in those moments of doubt because yeah, again, that's something that like all of us struggle with, you know, whether you're like super passionate about becoming a nurse or yes. a speech pathologist or whatever yeah. it is, like there's always going to be those moments of doubt. And so just having those verses to like, I don't know, kind of test that doubt and discern like what the Lord's will is, is, is super important. Mm-hmm. So I agree. Awesome. Yes. Okay. Another question is so one of my friends is in your class mm-hmm. and she's awesome and she was saying um we had a beach day a while ago and she was just like there are so many things I've learned about Professor Callender um from her class just about like God's promises and so I have a question for you kind of like about God's promises but do you have any insight or just experience or Um, just like a word from the Lord of how to discern a promise from God versus a desire of your own? I think that is such a good question. Um, And I think I know the student this is coming from. (laughs) I love it. She's awesome. Um, Yes, I think that is a super important question. And it was definitely a question that I was asking when I was a Biola student. Mm -hmm. Lord, is this a desire from me? Or is this is this your desire that you're putting in my heart? Is this from you? Is this a promise that I can hold on to? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the ultimate way to discern is to wait, <laughs> which mm-hmm. I hate that answer. Um, you know, but to wait, wait on the Lord. And if it is from him, it's going to be so. God said it, it will be so. Mm-hmm. If God said it, it it's going to happen. That that trends all the way back in Genesis where God spoke a word and it was so. Mm-hmm. Um, so if God has spoken a word to you, um, and it can be a personal promise. Yeah, that's awesome. God's word is so personal. Um, then it will be so. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think of the verse from Acts chapter five, um, and it talks about if this is from human origin, if this is from man, it's going to fizzle out. It's going to come to nothing. But if this is truly from the Lord, then nothing's going to be able to stop it. And mm-hmm. so I think that's really comforting. And also to know that God's promises, they're up to him to fulfill. Mm-hmm. So your hands can be off of it. And I think the attitude you take with God's promise is kind of like what Mary does. Mm-hmm. Um, the mother of Jesus, she took God's word and she treasured it and she pondered it in her heart. And that's what I've done with the promises of God. Or when I feel like God's spoken something personal to me is I hold on to it. I treasure it in my heart, but I keep my hands off of it. I feel mm-hmm. like Bible characters always got in trouble when they tried to put their hands on the promises of God yeah. and say, God, I trust you. And I believe if you said it, it's going to be so. And I'm going to trust you to bring it to pass mm-hmm. and I'm going to commit it to you. Um, and I also think, too, um, in my uh, phonetics class in the fall, I chose I like to go through a book of the Bible or a portion of the Bible for like a little mini devotion, even though we're doing a speech therapy class. And right. for fall, I chose um, Genesis and we talked about the character of Joseph. So a lot of Genesis um, a big chunk of the chapters from 37 all the way to like 50 are dedicated to talking about the life of Joseph. Mm. And I love it because Joseph was like college age. He was 17 and the major portion of the book happens when he would be like our age college. Um, and God speaks a really personal word to him, a personal promise that's in the form of a dream. Mm -hmm. And Joseph, one day you're going to rule and you're going to reign. And I bet Joseph, when he was you know, in his 20s is asking God, hey, was this 
was this a promise from you? Was this a word that I can hold on to? Or was this just a foolish, youthful desire Mm -hmm. um, that I made up myself? And it's cool because God gives him that word, confirms it. And then God allows circumstances to enter Joseph's life that contradict everything God had spoken. Instead Mm -hmm. of ruling and reigning, he's sold into slavery. He's falsely accused. He's put in prison. And Mm -hmm. I bet when he was in prison, he was asking the same question that you just asked. Is this, was this a promise from God or was this just a desire I had and I was wrong? Mm -hmm. Um, So I remember asking that question at Biola and and still, you know, Lord, is this from you or was this just from me? Um, But... For Joseph, that was a promise from God, and it, it was true. Mm-hmm. And I love the verse, I think of it, um, and I share this with my class in the fall. It's from Psalm 105, and it says, Until the time came to fulfill Joseph's dreams, the Lord tested his character. Mm. And there was an appointed time for that promise. Um, and, you know, God spoke that promise to him at the age of 17, and then it was fulfilled at the age of 30. Wow. So that's a huge gap mm-hmm. of waiting and delays and disappointments and confusion and perplexity. But that promise was still true. Mm-hmm. God said it and it was so. And so I told my students that that gap between 17 and 30 is like the preparation period where God's preparing our faith, training our faith um, and standing. Up, we can stand upon that word that, you know, he gave us in our youth. You know, I have faith in God that it will be just as he told me. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what God's been teaching me to do. There's personal promises that he's spoken to me when I was a student at Biola. Mm-hmm. That's why I think this is such an exciting age yeah. <laughs> um, and it's such an exciting time. Um, and there's promises that have been fulfilled mm-hmm. and there's promises that I'm still waiting on. Um, but I'm holding, you know, treasuring them in my heart, keeping my hands off of them and saying, God, I, I have faith that it will be just as you told me. Um, and then there's other desires too at Biola where it was from me, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and I feel like as you're in his word, as you're praying, as you're talking with God and you're tuning your ear to that still small voice, there's room for growth. Mm-hmm. Um, so there are certain desires where I'm like, oh, that was, that was a Megan desire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but there are also, you know, Joseph was 17 when he heard from the Lord. You're not too young. You're not too immature to hear from God mm-hmm. and to hear his voice and to hear his promises. Um, and yeah, there are certain things that I heard at Biola that I do believe are from the Lord and I do believe are true. And I'm still yeah, holding on to them um, and, and waiting by faith. And um, I think a good way to test it is if you keep bringing it to the Lord and surrendering it to him. God, put your desires in my heart. I want your will, your way, mm-hmm. your time. Um, and you keep bringing it to him and you're, you're reading God's word and he's sharpening, he's tuning your heart. And if that desire is still staying in your heart, in fact, it might be even getting stronger. Mm-hmm. I think you can be confident that it's probably from him and you can trust him to fulfill the desire that he himself is putting in, in your heart. Wow. Yeah. Oh my goodness. You just spit fire right there. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully not actually spit. But. <laughs> that is amazing. I, that is like so comforting to hold on to because, you know, like we're constantly like, I don't know, hearing promises like from herself of like, oh, we're like, I'm going to do this or I'm going to be this and Mm -hmm. um, trying to like discern that, you know, from what the Lord is saying. And like, even if God has promised something to you and it doesn't happen right now, like still hold on to that promise, still be faithful to that promise. um, Because just because it hasn't happened right now doesn't mean that it's not ever going to happen, you know, because, you know, all things work in the Lord's timing and um, for the for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. Yeah. And so there's such like a, a beauty in that of like still continue continuing to walk faithful, knowing that what the Lord has promised is going to be yes and amen. And it is going to 
um, to happen, you know, because mm-hmm. it's it's his promise. You know, it's outside of God's character to to fall back on his promises or yeah. um, to withhold them and say, just kidding. Mm-hmm. You know, like he always is faithful to the end with us. So. He always keeps his promises. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's faithful and he's true and he's kind and he's gracious. Um, but he's also after our faith. Mm-hmm. So sometimes when he does permit those delays and disappointments, it's to strengthen our faith. It doesn't mean that it, what you heard wasn't true. Yeah. It just might be a, a not yet. Hold on. Have faith. And God's going to get even more glory for it. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, oh, so good. <laughs> so then kind of going off of that, is there, so the last question obviously that I finished with is, is there a piece of advice you have for Bible students? And yeah, I want to ask you that same thing. Like, is there a certain word or piece of advice or story, just anything that comes to mind specifically for Bible students in this phase of life? Yes. Um, Best piece of advice for Biola students. Um, I think it would be what I would want to hear when I was a Biola student, what I would have wanted to hear. Um, And it makes me think of Daniel chapter 11. Mm. Um, There's a verse that says that those who know their God will be strong and carry out great exploits, which basically means that those who know their God, they're going to be strong. They're going to do awesome things. They're going to do heroic things. Um, So I think as a student, you're constantly getting bombarded with questions that make you look inward like who am I what am I passionate about what am I gonna do um and every time I did that I just left feeling more discouraged and more confused (laughs) um but those who know their God are gonna be strong and carry out great exploits not those who know themselves or you know so confident in in their major and it's it's those who know their God so um yeah I love that promise so my best piece of advice for Biola students would be to know your God and the best way to know him is being being in his word. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the most important part of Biola, looking back, was the part that no one else saw. My teammates on my cross-country team didn't see it. My professors couldn't see it. My best friends couldn't see it. My roommates couldn't see it. It was just that private time between me and Jesus that no one else knew about. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it was, it was really at Biola where I started to form the habit of being in God's word like every single day. Um, and it started out as a discipline where I'm like, I didn't feel like it all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but then as I started to just dis- discipline myself and do it, it, it turned into, into a delight. And mm-hmm. as I would open my Bible, um, I would just ask God, who are you? I want to know you. Mm-hmm. And I think there's something radical that could happen if and I know students here are already doing it so I encourage you to keep on doing it is opening your bible every day mm-hmm. and god I want to know you who are you lord show me and those who know their god are are going to be strong and carry out um great exploits so it's exciting wow I love that I it was like I think Bib and Terp or one of the beginning bible classes we take here at Biola and my my professor started out with saying your Bible classes, they are not your church, and they are especially not your quiet time mm-hmm. or your intimate time it's with different. the Lord. Yeah, totally. And that's such a great reminder because, like, us Bible students, I feel like at times we're just so involved and have so much on our plate that we forget to take a step back, you know, and, like, you know, like, really dive into the discipline of spending our own intimate time with the Lord. Mm-hmm. And honestly, like the busier you get is like the more time you need with Jesus, the more right. time you need to step back. And yes. so that's such a great piece of advice to hold on to, to mm-hmm. remember because um, in the chaos, you know, of all this time, I mean, we're recording this during missions conference. Like I can only imagine how, how much more people need to spend that time of um, organizing things and getting the missionaries all comfortable and everything like that to really dive into deep 
um, in your quiet time and that intimacy with the Lord because that's when you hear him like the most clearly, you right. know, and that's where he really directs your steps and you really hear his promises filled out to you through his word and his spirit. So Right. Yeah. And maybe if there's someone out there who feels like they don't have a personal promise from the Lord, mm-hmm. I promise you if you open your Bible and, and you start reading it um, and asking God, here I am, Lord, I'm your servant. Speak to me. He's mm-hmm. going to give you one without a doubt. Um, and yeah, it's so exciting hearing God speak to you personally mm-hmm. and, and knowing him. Um, I feel like it gives you so much victory and it's, it's, it's the best. I'm like, I just want everyone to do it because it's, it's so amazing. And if you can start this habit in your youth, you're going to be at such an advantage and going to make such a, a powerful impact. Mm, that's awesome. I know literally like nothing fills your soul more than just like sitting down with the Lord and your Bible and just saying like what you were saying okay, Lord, like, I'm here, speak to me, you know, I, I'm open, I'm, um, I want to be vulnerable with you, and you just hearing him, like, say stuff to you, or speak things through your, his word, and maybe sometimes it's, you're struggling to pay attention, you know, you're, and you're struggling, and you're fighting through that quiet time with the Lord, but that eventually, that discipline, you know, right. will build um, a stronger relationship with him, and allow you to hear him speak more clearly. Right, and then just like some practical things that I personally do, which is not what everybody has to do. God can show you how to personally have quiet time with him, but I think Mm -hmm. sometimes it helps to hear what other people do. Um, But what I do is I just would put my bookmark in the book of Matthew, and I put my bookmark in the book of Genesis, and I also put my bookmark in Psalms, Mm -hmm. and I would just read one chapter from Matthew, one chapter from Genesis, one chapter from Psalms, and you end up just making your way through the whole Bible. And it's Mm -hmm. funny, like sometimes where you're where it is, it's, it happens where your bookmark is, is it's like, oh my gosh, how did God know? This is exactly where I needed to be. He's speaking into my, exactly where I'm at, my circumstances. Um, so yeah, I like to just kind of read through systematically. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I love journaling too. I don't know if you like to journal. I love, journaling. I love it. Um, but I'm not like a feely feely journaler yeah. where I'm like, oh, I feel like this today. Mm-hmm. Um, I just like to journal Bible verses. So I'll write like Matthew chapter one. That's what I read. And I'll write something that stood out to me. Um, Genesis chapter one, I'll write what stood out to me. And then I'll write, you know, Psalm chapter one and I'll write what stood out to me. And then I'll write down a verse that I just want to hold with me and remember mm-hmm. throughout the day. Like, I don't want to forget this verse. Yeah. Um, and then sometimes you can even take a picture of it, put it on the back of your phone or use your phone background. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when I'm commuting or when I'm running in the morning, I just like pray that verse mm. into my heart. Or like if I learned like, hey, this passage today that I read, I learned that God is sovereign. Like, who are you, Lord? He showed me he's sovereign. So I'm, God, I praise you that you are sovereign, that you're in control, that I'm mm. in your hands. Um, and then whatever verse I read, I kind of just pray that over myself. Um, and then I pray that over, over others too. Um, and I feel like it's such a good habit to start, Mm -hmm. start your day. And again, God's going to show you a personal way, um, to, to encounter him, to do your personal devotion, um, life. But that's how, how he's shown me. And it it changes too with each season, but that's that's what I love doing. Oh, I love, okay. This just came to mind, but the verse out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. Mm -hmm. And like with this interview, I have heard you drop just like an insane amount of Bible verses. And that is so cool because you can see the fruit of the time that you spend with the Lord because your heart is being filled with his word. Mm -hmm. And then out of that overflow, like his word is then coming back out. And so I think like that is such a testament to, I don't know what the, what quiet time and intimacy with the Lord does in your own life. So yeah. Right. And I started exactly. that habit when I was at Biola. Mm-hmm. So it's not too late. Start it now. Start yeah. it, you know, today. Mm-hmm. Um, and God will meet you there and he'll speak to you and he'll tell you really exciting things. And he has a purpose. He has a plan. He's prepared you for good works. 
he knew what they were beforehand and he's going to lead you, you know, to walk in them. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you want his will, Lord, I, I want your will. I want to know you. He's not, he's not going to let you miss it. And he's going to reveal himself to you Wow. and he's going to do awesome things with your life oh. without a doubt. Oh my goodness. That is so good. I, I am so excited for this podcast to come out. Um, <laughs> just like for, I feel like quiet time is something that's been on my heart. It's so mm-hmm. funny, just like talking to the Lord about, but just that, like, I need to stay faithful and continue and um, really make that a discipline. So mm-hmm. yeah, thank you so much for sharing that. No, my pleasure. No, thanks for having me. It's an honor. I'm so glad. Well, to all of our listeners, thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode for Biola Backstage. Once again, I'm Hayden Navakian, your host, and you're listening to Biola Backstage. (laughs) 